0: In, in college, I, uh, I I worked for the uh, women's swim team. I went to a, like a small, very academic school. And I ended up hanging out a lot with the athletes. And I was very interested in like women who were college athletes. I found it just very attractive. I, I, I liked the women, but it, it, I even dated one of the women on the swim team for like two years. But I always felt very insecure about the fact that all these other guys were real athletes. And I was not a, a, yeah. a, a talented athlete, not a guy mm. who could uh qualified to be a collegiate athlete and it was such a silly thing and now my girlfriend was you know my girlfriend now was you know like a a world-class swimmer Mm -hmm. and i like realizing she could have dated the best swimmers in the world right she wanted to be with a good swimmer she they were all in line (laughs) to date her and she was like and she's with me a guy who was a significantly worse swimmer than her right right my ability in a pool is not something that (laughs) defines my attractiveness. She likes likes my jokes. She likes my personality. She likes all these other things about myself that I didn't value.
1: Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Pimp Brigade? On this episode, we have comedian and good friend Matthew Versailles. We're here to discuss the insecurity of being bald, dangers of vanity, do women care about looks, and everything is all connected. Um, This was a real good one. Um, I love talking to that dude. Don't forget to follow us on patreon follow us follow us follow us on patreon really important uh consultations you know how to get them harry uh advice from harry me dontenial.com click on consult um don't forget the youtube page um i love you all man let's get into it i'm not an alpha male i'm not a beta male either i'm just a better man better man put your happiness first cuz if you don't they won't Yo, what's up, SquarePimpergate? GYBB, get your balls back. WWDD, What Would Dante Do? The Sexual Revolution is being podcasted, and I am excited. We got a special guest now. I might have said that five or six hundred times before, but this time I really mean it. Uh, we got a, a special guest, friend of the show, friend of mine, very funny dude. Uh give it up for Matthew Bassard, y'all. Give it up for Matt. What up, bro?
0: How's it going? I'm happy to be back. It's it's nice to see your face.
1: She you have great hair. Between you and Harry, you just make me feel insecure it about my quality. We do have a good hair.
0: yes yeah, a lot of good. I started taking hair. Propecia. Oh. I started taking the, the Propecia, Yeah. I, I like I was like paranoid that I was it was going back. I'm like, let's just fight this before it starts. No, it's that's like, a smart it's, move. It's
1: Pretty
0: my whole career. So.
1: <laughs> Proactive. Nice.
2: Yeah. yeah. Nice.
1: Some dudes, oh. you ever
2: see somebody who uh who is like clearly balding and like you're like and they have money. You ever see somebody who's like just balding, has money, you're like, what are you why aren't you stopping this? <laughs> yeah. Like not shaving their head. I I don't mind if some dude shaves their head, but you did just, just like letting Thanks, it Thanks, Harry. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well, that's that. different. You didn't have <laughs> Propecia back in the day. You think you'd be on no. it if you if they'd had it, or you would have let nah. it go? No,
1: nah, I would've let it go. I let it go. It was such a uh It was such a a uh, uh, point of insecurity for me. Like, so I, w- I I had a little thing like right here when I was like 23. And it was not bad, but do it was. What you mean like, by a little thing? It's like a little, looked like a little part in the front. The island? Yeah, not really. I just saw like a little. They part, call like it a cowlick. You, you ever heard like of a if cowlick? You took a, a finger and you, you know, like. And then it would get thinner, and then, and and then I have situations where, like you know, I, my uh, my barber would it would be like, yo, I need it, I need it on a a one and a half here, but I need a two, and I, I, he was like trying to do artwork, trying to match it all up, and and it just, you know, it was like it was always a conscious um, effort, you know to hide it. I was always aware of it. And it was always, and, and and it's weird how that was a constant, because it was a constant source of, of insecurity for me. It affect me. It affected me in a lot of different ways. And it's a, it's a weird kind of thing where, um, I don't know how you put it, but, um, it, it's like, because nobody else cared because I still had a full head of hair but it was me worrying about it more than anything. And it's, it's, which is really interesting because that's one of the principles we talk about on the show all the time is, 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 you know, attract, you know, like being attractive through, through confidence, you know, through tr- truth and confidence. But it's, a, we'll get into that in a minute. But it was just always a thing. And when I shaved it and I was like, this is my, you know, my, I'm intentionally, shaving it it was like my whole attitude changed so much it was like this is the greatest thing that ever i wish i had done this years before you know i wish i had done it when i had hair and then it would have been my thing and i could have just like rolled in you know like yeah i mean i've been doing this you know so then people would have said, hey, are you – did you Did you have to shave it? I was like, no, I've been wearing it like this. I, I don't even know if I could grow it,
2: you know? <laughs> you ever, Dante, you ever hear the story Andre Agassi had, like, a great head of hair when he yeah. first started playing yeah. tennis? But yeah. he started going bald, like, really young.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which happens
2: cap. when you have a lot of t- – that's why he started wearing the cap. But at one point, he was, he was still getting, like, endorsement deals for shampoo and stuff. So right, he right. and his brother put on a wig or whatever. He started wearing a wig, like, during tennis games – and it started falling apart because he messed he didn't know how to like wash it properly. And wow. It, so at one point I think it may be the Wimbledon Finals, he he writes in his book years later that he was fucking so paranoid about the hat falling off and the wig yeah, yeah. falling off and he Could still played. He won, but he was like he goes, It was the most heart wrenching game I've ever played yeah. in my life. Just the fear of like just in front of everybody, the hat and the wig flying into the
1: air, and you're just bald. Yeah, you go to serve and then you have no, you have a hat or, or the hat, the hair in the hat. How awful is that? Jesus that would be Christ. the worst. Matt, you said something. <laughs> <laughs> you said something. That, party on it. <laughs> something that you said to me, this is, it's my career. And I, and then when you said that, it kind of triggered me a little bit. I said, because, you know, your, your talent is so not your hair. So you know what I mean? Like oh, nice to hear. I mean I, I mean I'm not a I'm just not a bullshitter. So I mean if you sucked I'd tell you. But I mean <laughs> But it's just I'm just speaking the truth that it um you know it it that's I've never even thought that your hair was a an element of your funny. You know what I mean? It's it's a weird thing.
0: I've I've gone through a bit of a uh you know, some some like back and forth mentally of I had a lot of opportunities in my 20s uh, when I was really new to comedy. A lot of things happened for me very quickly. And I I would be stupid to not uh, um, relate some of that to what I look like and and having some Mm. look that the industry found uh, profitable. Um, A lot of those opportunities didn't come to fruition the way I I had hoped. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still standing. I'm still writing. I'm still doing some of my best material. I'm a better performer than I ever was. Uh, those opportunities don't come twice or at least not in rapid succession so i'm i'm at this point now where i'm 35 i wanna i want to do comedy the rest of my life uh, and i need to at least be prepared to uh, build an audience and do what i do not dependent on what i look like uh, I, I don't look like shit. Um, I look okay, right, 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 right. Uh, But, but I, I, you know, I'm I, I've seen what age does, and you know, in ten years, I won't. I really won't be able to bank on it. So how can I create skills and value outside of that? But having hair would be nice throughout all of that, whether it goes gray or my skin gets all gross and dang
1: cookie. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, dane cookie. Well, dane cookie also yeah. had Gator skin too he, he yeah. had bad skin too so and yeah. that was a real a real point of contention for him as well his skin he was really you know um weird about his skin as well his skin and hair and you know it's just yeah. it's, you know that stuff is interesting um, but i go ahead i'm sorry Harry. go ahead if it,
2: it fucks with your psyche though especially when you're in a business where you know, Matt, certainly Matt's talent to us is undeniable as like what he does and even to Matt himself. But the problem is you deal in a business that requires the, uh, adulation or the approval of other people. And they're very limited. People are very, <clears throat> especially in showbiz are very vain and very limited. So it, as even as strong as your confidence can be. It's hard. It, it fucks with you. It can fuck with you when you know you're not getting certain things or you or you, it could be closer or it goes away as you get older because mm-hmm. the industry does skew young and handsome and you know all that. So it could fuck with your self-esteem even if you're confident because you somehow have to keep a foot in that door in that game. So it's hard to manage, yeah. I would think, yeah,
0: and you know, putting putting having put too much stock of that at, at at earlier times. I'm also just like putting a bunch of clips online. I'm trying mm. to do, you know, material that's burned. So I just go back to a bunch of old things and just clip every little clip I can. And the and the clips are well received, but a lot of these clips are from 2016. And, you know, people think that's what I still look like. And part of me is like, I want to at least, I don't want them to be like, is that, mm. I don't want people to confuse be confused over whether it's me or not, but that, that, you know, and I'm living in the past and I know it's not a healthy mindset, but, yeah. um, yeah. It's it's yeah unfortunate. The comedy is this beautiful thing that's so devoid of what you look like. And Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I just saw a clip of Bobcat Goldthwait, right, and um, yeah. he's definitely not worrying about appearance. So that's uh, <laughs> not his. That's not his in. But I mean, I, I think I think what happened is it's just like when you're a comic, there's these things that you you feel, and I, just not even as a comic, just as a human being, you we make these decisions about what's important and a lot of time we're not listening to the people. i I'm, I've come to some conclusions about all of this is like, if I, so, so, you know, you talk about these, these, uh, you know, these opportunities that happen because you, you know, when you're in your twenties and you're, you're a young, handsome dude or whatever, whatever, with a great set of hair. Um, when I think about all the comics that we 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 know on a personal level, most of them have not uh, made it per se, whatever that means, based on doing stand up or their looks like there's no like I think uh, Hannibal was a guy who who kind of made it on 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 doing comedy, you know.
0: Um I mean he, he had a pretty great role in uh Broad City that definitely helps. And and listen, Hannibal's one of my absolute favorite comedians. But yeah, he had he had some acting to, to boost that. But the I right, he, he got I, via his stand-up.
1: But he did, he was known as a he was known as a comic. And then he got these he got these other things secondary because of him being a comic. And to be honest, I mean like you know, Hannibal's not a leading man by no stretch of the me ma- the imagination. And um I think there's very few comics who who have made it based on just, you know, I'm I'm a young, good looking guy, you know? Um I honestly don't think that Dane made it because of that. I mean, Dane made it because he was such a hustler. I mean, he was a yeah, he, he, he was such a I mean, he made a young dude, and he and they were able to plug him into these leading roles, you know, with Jessica Alba and a couple other people and stuff like that. But Dane made it because he was such a beast on MySpace. And and and, and so I you f- I think we feel like there's these certain opportunities that come because of certain things, and there's certain opportunities that don't, and that the <laughs> that the industry is blocking us, and especially now I don't think that's the case at all. Yeah, no. I mean even in relationships, you know, it's the same. We decide we decide what's important, and then we validate ourselves or don't validate ourselves based on what we the the precedent that we've we've come up with like i remember you know not having a spot and uh i I was i went on vacation i got back early and i was like i'll stop by the clubs see what's going on i had no intention of going so i had cargo pants on and i had never performed in shorts before and i was like oh i can't go on the shorts the audience don't they, they don't they don't know that you don't wear cargo shorts. They don't know about your lucky shirt. They don't know about, I mean, unless you wrote a joke specifically about cargo shorts and you can't do it, but they don't care about anything. And I, and I was really nervous about going, i had a great set and I started thinking to myself, you know, I'm always taking these incidents in these situations and trying to learn from them and put them in the back of my head. And, and uh, I realized that nobody cared that I had cargo shorts on, you know. Um, you know, unless
0: you care, and then let, they care.
1: Well, exactly. And the only reason why they care is because you care, and that's really my point. I, I had a a guy who um, called me about called me for some advice, some relationship advice, and he he was like, oh, uh, he's actually in Puerto Rico. He's a Walmart Greek greeter, right? And he had this old Spanish lady who kept coming to the store and she just, she was coming to the store and she was flirting with him and, you know, um, an older mommy that he was interested in. And, uh, the first thing he asked me when he consulted me, he was like, you know, I don't have a car. I, I, so no. So let me back up. He, first he was like, well, she comes and she gives me a hug every time she comes in and she kisses me on the cheek and sometimes she kisses me right close to the corner of my mouth and she's always smells good and she's got high heels on she's got full makeup and blonde every time she goes to the Walmart she, I go dude this chick is interested in you and he goes yeah but I don't have a car and, I, and in my mind I was like did she say you need to have a car and he goes he goes, no. I go, well, who told you you need a car?" He goes, uh, nobody." He goes, but I want to take her out. I-, I go, she's flirting with you. You're a Walmart greeter. Like clearly this is not you know what I'm saying I don't want to be disrespectful to Walmart greeters, but I'm saying I mean she's she's not checking your your credentials. She likes you she's attracted to you and she's okay she's made a decision to be attracted to what she sees and then you're putting this this you're putting this whole other other worldly kind of standards on yourself that you can't even you know that don't even make make sense i was like just ask her out and he asked her out and they dated went well and everything but it's just like it's an interesting thing how we become our own we become our own little demons, you know. Well, sometimes,
2: sometimes you, you put yourself in a, in a cage, and part of that is trauma from the past or rejection from the past, and you think, well, I'm not good enough, and now your mind starts to find reasons that you wouldn't be good enough, and that's the first thing, almost either as a defense mechanism or even as just from a defense mechanism of not getting hurt. So you right. don't want to hurt yourself, so you try to think, you know, or you just have negative thinking where... I, I haven't been good enough in my life. I've been rejected by a lot of things. So, of course, this person, you know, the most logical thing would be that they wouldn't like me. And now I'm going to find reasons to explain why they wouldn't like me. And you can do Ugh. the same thing, though, pos- positively. Because we right. all know dudes who are just the opposite. Got nothing going on. Got nothing going on. Uh, I mean, listen, homeless dudes who walk up to a woman yeah, yeah. on the street and hit yeah. on a woman on the street nobody is the definition of having nothing going on like Dante says <laughs> other than a homeless guy
1: We're well I, I even even better you know women hit on guys who are on death row I mean you like if, if you want to talk about somebody that doesn't have a future I mean you don't get you don't get no more defined as a guy who's on death row you know so um and they and they'll and those guys are, and I think also because they have no future they'll they'll put it out there so they'll have two or three girls they'll be pen paling with two three four five girls at a time and these girls want to get married and plus they they love the fact that they know where he's at anytime they call him or write him they know exactly where he's at so it's a, it's an interesting it's well, an eventually
0: interesting, eventually he'll ghost on all of them
1: exactly they will get ghost but they'll know they'll know I mean I don't know is that ghost when you know when you know technically it is ghosting you are a ghost you're literally ghosting ghosting.
2: as Matt Matt is saying you're literally ghosting
1: man it's an interesting it's an interesting concept and some of those things I've been exploring you know just in my own career and just doing the content and putting up content I mean we've been doing this podcast for 10 years now and been doing consultations for about six or seven of those years. And you come across a lot of the things you, you know, everybody thinks that they're so unique in nature and they're really not like the same things come up over and over. And then you, if you helped, if I helped a guy in 2016, I can help a guy in 2023 because a lot of times he's, you know, I, I, I didn't get another Puerto Rican die Puerto Rican dude that didn't have a car in a Walmart, but I, I have had a guy at UPS who didn't have a car, and you know, or it didn't have an apartment. I mean, it's the same kind of things over and over again. So, you know, um, it's interesting. Uh, and I don't even think they make it makes a difference. You know, you talk about the the uh, the clips, like you're putting these old clips up. Um, and, you know, he he, he, he uh, catfished us.
2: <laughs> oh, that's true. No one's going to complain. This guy doesn't look like he used to. This is some bullshit. Although I, Matt, Matt looks, he's still young and handsome. Like, you know what? It's weird because I've seen those clips, right? This is so funny because yeah. I, I follow Matt on Instagram because Matthew. Is it all right if I call you Matt? Is Matt Broussard? Or Such a funny dude. One of my favorite people ever to watch live. I follow his clips on it until you told me now. I didn't realize how old those clips were. So, a some lot, of them. some of them.
0: Um, some are like a year or two, but
2: some of yeah. But a lot of that is either not necessarily all in your head, but more something that you're looking at more closely than other people, which is something we do all the time. You know, like, yeah. you know, I would look at my hairline and go, ah, oh, geez, you know, it's thin here. It's got a little, uh, my girl hates it when I go, there's a divot in there. She hates the term divot, right? <laughs> she goes, nobody <laughs> sees that except you, you know, that type yeah, of yeah. thing. And sometimes we do that to ourselves, like you know, like Matt definitely sees it more because he's looking at it more. But yeah, it yeah. might mean less to the rest of us who follow him and just we're like we're just like it's funny. I don't know what year it's from. It's hilarious, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, and, and they don't care at all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Matt. Go ahead.
0: In in college, I uh, I, I worked for the uh, women's swim team. I went to a, like a small, very academic school and i ended up hanging out a lot with the athletes and i was very interested in like women who were college athletes i found it just very attractive
1: Oh, uh, that's and, weird that's weird yeah. in shape it, attractive athletic yeah you're such a weird stronger guy.
0: taller they were because i like i i had this subconscious thing planted in me by my parents where i'm like if you marry an athlete your kids will be better at sports than you because i was uh, never very good at sports I wasn't, uh, I wasn't good enough to be a d1 athlete of any of any kind And um, I ended up like these were the people I kind of hung out with and socialized with and partied with. And I I, I liked the women, but I even dated one of the women on the swim team for like two years. But I always felt very insecure about the fact that all these other guys were real athletes and I was not a a, a talented athlete, not a guy Mm. who could uh, qualify to be a collegiate athlete. Visibly, there was no difference between me and the college athletes. I could I, I could pass yeah. off for in shape and right, was right. like I was short or anything. I just had this thing in my mind that I wasn't because I wasn't capable of that. I must be less appealing yeah. than these tennis players and football players and baseball players. Um, yeah. And it was such a silly thing. And now my girlfriend was, you know, my girlfriend now was, you know, like a, a world class swimmer. Mm-hmm. And I like realizing she could have dated the best swimmers in the world. Right. she wanted to be with a good swimmer, She, right. they were all in line to date her. <laughs> and she was like, and she's with me, a guy who was a significantly worse swimmer than her. Right, And right. my ability in a pool is not something that defines <laughs> my attractiveness. She likes, right, right, she likes yeah. my jokes. She likes my personality. She yeah. likes all these other things about myself that I didn't value.
1: Even if you <laughs> drown, she can save you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it was such a, such a silly thing to be insecure about. And I it really got a, to the point where it hurt me. Yeah. You know, it's funny
2: because nobody looks more like a swimmer.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: nobody. Like if you're casting a swimmer or a tennis player, it's <laughs> Matthew Bressard. And by the way, I have a screenplay that's very similar that also starts with me uh working at an all
1: girl swim team, but it takes a far <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah. why
1: was it, why do you think it was so important like to you do you think just because you I, I mean like what where do you think that comes from i
0: saw maybe it was in always i always had some physical hang-up that i think i put in my parents that my parents put in me of, of or my mom did but i wanted to look at i wanted to be athletic it was it, the kids in my high school the ones who were like really socially prospered were, you know the lacrosse team and baseball team captains and the girls all found it appealing and younger women do value very stupid traits in partners yeah. and as so, women get older they tend to value you know someone who's actually like loyal friendly a good listener you know that's why the the standards for men's looks drop off with age yeah uh, because yeah. there's so many other things that are important but yeah it, it could have just been that just typical high school jock jealousy. Uh, yeah, yeah. People who are yeah. good at sports, and I was just so not good at uh, any team sports.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's crazy. Is that I had a um, had a I had a guy who I was consulting with was uh, I'm actually still consult with him. He's a paraplegic. right? And he, he hit me up, and he was like, "Yo, I'm a big fan," and I'm you know so and so so you know like a lot of times I'll get guys who. You know, have had very little sexual experience with a with a woman. Uh, you know, I'll ask. I'll ask them. You know, what their body count is, what their sexual experience is, whatever. To kind of get a, you know, you want to kind of get a, 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 like a case study of of who they are, and I'll ask questions. And and this dude, like, and, and this is this goes to show my ignorance, right? I was like, oh, he's a paraplegic. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, how many? You know how many chicks does he slept with? Yeah, and I was like, How many, how many chicks have you slept with? He was like 48. And I was like, Fuck. 48. Like, yeah, yes. That's <laughs> and, 10 per limb at least. <laughs> That's so funny. Geez, geez. And I and it, the thing was his complaint was he didn't have it, you know, yeah, he didn't have any long-term shit, but he like the, the fact that he was a paraplegic, you don't, you know, women were like they were almost fetishizing him, you know, so they'd be like, "Oh, I don't know," if, I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm going, oh, I want to fuck a fucking paraplegic, you know what I mean? But also, a very uh, a dope guy, like he, he uh, is in charge of fighting for disability rights. Um, he's uh fighting for disability rights and he goes against corporate companies and he's got a great job and he's got a great apartment and and uh you know great view and you know like just a dope you know just a really dope dude that's fighting for other people and all of these other things but he but his problem was he couldn't get any 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 um you know any longevity in this and I was like well the you know, one of the things that I realized is, you know, you go, "Wow, he's a paraplegic man. He would never, you know, how am I? I'm, I'm going. How am I going to get this guy laid?" And I mean, he's getting laid more than anybody else that I'm consulting at the time. Um, and his problem yeah, is is something else, you know. And I mean, you would never, you just wouldn't even think that that's a thing. But that's the point. The point is that that being a paraplegic or being, you know, losing your hair. Or any of those things are they're all variables. They're just, but they're a variable just like anybody else. You know, just like anything else. Um absolutely. Um, I had a girl when I started putting on weight and I started losing, I started wearing out and losing weight. She didn't, she liked me fatter. She liked me bigger. So she's like a chubby chaser. She liked that. I mean, you know, she literally told me she was dating this guy and this guy, and she kind of dated him for a while and then they broke up and then he was like, "Oh yeah, I lost I lost 40 pounds." And she was like, "You you got the wrong chick. You need that scale needs to be going up, not down, you know." So, um, you know, I I think the important thing to understand is that you know, in terms of attractiveness, we the everything is a variable. Individuals decide whether it's a good variable or it's a not variable, but very rarely is somebody making a entire decision about who they're gonna be or who they aren't gonna be based on one variable. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a uh, you know, something that I say all the time. I say women I I don't I, I get tr- trouble for this, but I you know, who cares? It's my show. Uh, I go, women don't know what they want. Their pussy does. And uh-huh. <laughs> and what I mean by that is um attraction is a visceral thing. Yeah. Um so you get a you get a woman and you're like, what kind of guy do you want? And she'll give you these this she she can give you this list of I want him to this I want him that I want him to have a Porsche I got to have this kind of job and then the guy walks in with the with the with the jeans and the boots on right and he's smoking a cigarette and he's like and then all of that goes out the window because there's something attractive about that specifically on a visceral level and I think you gotta you gotta take that into consideration and if you don't. You know, if you're not pitching, um, you're not winning. Uh, we just did a we just did a uh what's weird is because uh we just did a podcast with uh Brian Scalara, right? And and Brian is absolutely nuts about his weight. I'm a fat guy, I'm a fat guy, I'm a fucking New York fat guy. A, like and and I mean he has I I I in 20 years that I've known Brian. I've seen Brian with uh, mo- straight models, just smoke shows, right? For, forever he goes, oh, yeah, I, you know, I got a punch. I'm a fat guy. Nobody wants to sleep. with a fat guy. And and he has nothing but smoke shows all the time. Um, but he's also a dude that is not afraid to pitch, not afraid to throw his shot. And because of that, he his opportunities are just wider. And sometimes just asking, you know, and you, my my mom my mom used to say, "Closed mouth don't get fed." <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you don't ask; it's an automatic no. Um, but you're you're in a relationship now, yeah?
0: Yeah, seven years. Wow, is it that long? long? time. Yeah. So I'm out the game, and I I never had game, which was the uh, that's why I started doing comedy because it's, it's just I was like, oh, if I can just go up there, tell some jokes, and then just try to keep my mouth shut uh, when a girl approaches me. That was my best shot and that worked out for me, Uh, but I never had to learn how to, like, really approach or I never learned how to uh, handle rejection. I I always just Mm. put myself in positions where I wouldn't get rejected, Um, you know, kept some distance or waited for things to kind of come to me, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, is regrettable in the long term, but I did find a great partner.
2: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I um what I I don't have, you know, romance, uh, chasing romance in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, one thing from uh, a math background, which is kind of the opposite. Oh, of Oh yeah, what we're I
1: do remember about, you telling me that. Uh, yeah, math
0: is about you know being technically proficient, and you and at the end, you're either right or you're wrong, and there's no arguing whether or not you did it well. There's no uh, judgment from others mm-hmm. as to how well you did it. There's a binary: yes or no. You did it, you didn't mm-hmm. do it um, correctly. So I'm, I'm, comedy was a world that kind of blended the two to me, right. where you could do something that was very subjective by nature, but get an objective feedback. Mm. Um and uh, one thing this will be a bit long winded I apologize. But no no happened, no I'm, I'm i think it's a great point. But go ahead. One thing that dawned on me recently, and it's been it's been a good revelation. Um, is that I try to write good jokes, and and I have like a really technical mind for the the you know the the I think about it as hopscotching from one punchline to the next and making sure the jokes are as as well written as they can be to elicit the biggest response and then. Right. You know, it doesn't, it still doesn't go the way you want it to every time. And then, you know, objective B, you know, yeah. A is do, do the jokes well and get a good response. Objective B is try not to be bothered when it goes poorly because it, it will emotionally take a toll on you. And right. it's just not fun feeling like crap about yourself and going out and having a bad set and letting that make you feel like you're a completely worthless piece of shit until you get to go on stage again. And something in my mind flipped that the, that I should switch those two objectives. My first objective should be to have fun and not be bothered by the reaction if it's negative. And my second a- uh, uh, objective should be to do well, to do good comedy, to do technically proficient jokes. And flipping those two has, I mean, uh, what I'm about to say is is not surprising in the least, but flipping those two actually leads in better results on the original first category, which is doing well. When I am when I'm prepared for a bad response, uh, I end up more often having a good response. Right. I think this is true of, comedy of acting of sales uh, mm-hmm. and romance and even friendships. I think those are all things where when you are comfortable with rejection, you're less likely to face it.
1: Right. Yeah. I, 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 that's crazy that it, I mean, not crazy, but I mean just you being a mathematician, I mean, we take what we're good at and then we, we, we try to take the world and, and kind of plot it out to to, Mm -hmm. in in the way that we understand the world my question to you is being a mathematician why didn't you ever consider the 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 concept of probability and the fact that you the more you ask the better your your odds are which is is a very mathematical way to look at it you know what i mean why did you go one way and not I go the other way because you could have said, man, I, I'm a mathematician. I know if um in a particular situation, my more times that bat is going to give me um, more, uh, more results, more hits. So why didn't you go the other way?
0: Clearly there's a flaw in my process. <laughs> Clearly you've pointed out something that I have, uh, I have no uh, good argument against. Uh, I'm sure the fragility of my ego and the uh, lack of, um, you know, or, you need to you need to invest your your self worth in things that are in your control. Right. And I was investing it in things outside of my control. So one rejection, one no, I don't want to date you, mm-hmm. uh, w- would have had in my mind would have had too big of a a a a,
2: An a, a hurt. Mm. Yeah. Or Matt or Matthew was busy combing his hair. <laughs> just focused on his hair that could happen that could happen
1: well it's a, it's an interesting you know like the way that you broke that down you know philosophically so like when you you know and 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 one of the things that i i talk about is that everything is everything everything everything's all connected and so a lot of times we'll use analogies in terms of comedy and and when relationships and business and all these things, because all of they all kind of come together in, in some way you just got to figure out what matches up with what. Mm -hmm. And, and so, uh, you know, like, I'm, I'm just thinking about what you do, which is interesting because um, you were talking about how you look at it mathematically. Right. And, and you were like, I'm I'm sorry, this is long-winded. In my mind, I was so intrigued about how what you were talking about, like, because I don't think that way. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's very interesting to me. I always have an openness to somebody's thinking that that is uh, you know, is different than mine because I, I feel like it my my thing is um it's a very uh uh I guess this uh art of war kind of philosophy that i have is just i want to be my my ability to um i guess to battle or to 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 go into battle and my proficiency yeah that is a a, that is a, a a variable but another variable that i think that people um don't take into consideration is your ability to mobilize the troops so when there is a threat. That you can mobilize the troops as quickly as possible. Very art of war thing. And so so there's a there's a, a quandary if you read the Art of War, and it says, you know, you have a you have a fort with uh, four sides, right? Um, like how do you distribute your your troops? And some of them would say, Well, you take one fourth of each and you put them at each door and whatever. And the the answer is really your your ability to to mobilize the troops where the threat is at is the thing that makes you most safe. And so you have to, it's, it's, you know, like when Bruce Lee says, Be water, my friend, it's, it's, it's go in with no no preconceived notions and then work on being able to adapt to what it is. Whereas um it's funny because it just came to me because I, I I I um you 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 talked about being a little insecure about things, but also being a mathematician, and and so it's like you're trying to you're trying to minimize the variables, like by yes. it, trying to A B
0: test right. every possible weak or strong point in and most of my strategies. It's isolate. a
1: very yeah. micro. I'm I'm, in, I'm sorry. Finish. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, you summed it up very well, but uh, that's kind of what I like about stand-up comedy. You have so much repetition that you can yeah. kind of theorize, is this word, is this idea the one dragging it down? I'm going to go yeah. try it five times a night and play with every combination, pay attention right. to the reactions, and, and typically isolate what the um, problem and solution are.
1: Right, right, right. It's a, it's a macro... Kind of look at, at at problem solving, whereas huh. whereas I usually look at it from a my, uh, it's a micro look where I usually look at it at a macro. I pull back and I go, okay, how can I be how can I be most comfortable in any situation, and and then when you when you add those numbers up, it comes up with that you the only way is is failing. You mm-hmm. you have to fail so much and then get a uh you have to fail enough that you get a cross section where you start to see the patterns and yes. w- once you see the patterns then you can kind of you need data away. points yeah yeah yeah, you know, yeah a wide array
0: of data points oh, that's and awesome. though, I, though i never took that strategy with dating um comedy i did comedy for just a couple months and i had a couple good sets and a lot of bad sets and then at some point it just clicked in my mind that this is going to be my, my 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 point of reference was swimming and running two sports i had spent a lot of time doing and the the mindset i picked up with those is it's painful but if i do the most of it i mm-hmm. will win i want to be the guy who does the most of it and mm-hmm. that is going to be what improves me and i have that same uh, concept where something clicked in my mind where I'm like i'm no longer thinking about one set going bad or one uh, or, or good i just want to win on on the number of attempts Mm-hmm. and i just dove into it and i saw pretty fast improvement through that strategy and i still employ that strategy where mm-hmm. yep shake off the loss keep going try to to you know be the first one there and the last one out you right, know right. just grind mentality
1: yeah and um, take taking data taking constant taking data mm-hmm. in and then kind of it's a it's a go ahead, harry i didn't mean to cut you off bro no no uh, it, it's just
2: the uh, it, the irony is uh, because you're doing that you are you're goal was just to get the most amount of sets as possible mm-hmm. but what you ended up doing was doing what Dante did inadvertently which is going up and failing as often as possible until you pick up patterns and you learn patterns hey
1: that's hey why- hey I wasn't failing that much alright take it easy there wow. <laughs> consciously
0: consciously, and subconsciously a lot of the times oh. we most of our behavior we fix without even uh, uh, like verbally identifying the problem in our inner monologue wow. we just suddenly start to do something better and, and not even recognize that's what's causing the improvement, mm. yeah. whether it's posture or tone, mm. uh, all these things just, just Im- our, our brain, the subconscious power of our brain is monstrous uh, mm. compared to what we actually know is happening. Sure,
2: sure. And, and th- th- that's the thing that I find interesting with the pickup stuff. You know, there's a lot of guys, I remember Dante and I were watching this video uh of this podcast are yeah, yeah. doing this pickup where it was like literally linear. Hey, here's how you do it. You go to a club, you walk up to a girl. Okay, she's going to say this and then you say that and in my head I go, this none of this works. Yeah. None of this works because what if she doesn't you know, they're doing I forget what those diagram is it a Venn diagram where it's literally if yes flow, here, flow flow chart. Yeah. flow chart and I go none of this works and in my head I go
1: Well, um, I wouldn't say it doesn't work, but go ahead, continue. It's God, not
2: none of it's consistent as a teaching method is my point. Because what you're teaching a dude is tricks. That's why I don't like the pickup game because they're sort of tricks, but it doesn't take into account variables of what that girl's mood was that day, what that woman's issue, if she, you know, if like Dante said, if her father died. You know, like it. you can't just go in and just do it mm. mathematically. You got to be ready to adapt because there's going to be situations that you don't expect. And the only way to prepare for that is to to put yourself in those situations where you encounter things you don't prepare so that one, you're not emotionally thrown off and two, you can figure out the patterns of, you know, it's not the specific answer you're looking for but what is the emotion or the intention of the person you're dealing with? Not just like a direct A plus B equals C at times. That's my little frustration with pickup art at times.
0: Yeah, I could, I could see that. <laughs>
1: Well, very it, much
0: being a, the algorithmic mind is not—it's not, yeah. uh, not going to be of use in there,
1: right? Because you're dealing in an analog world. But I think what's what also you have to take into consideration is when you say, when you say it doesn't—that stuff doesn't work. It's not that that doesn't work. What's if you follow the flowchart and from somebody who knows will do this, do that, do this, do this, and they've looked at the data, it does work. The problem is that you're never going to execute the flow chart the way the the flow chart is supposed to be executed because you have, it's, there's a fear, there's there's an anxiety and fear. And one of the things that I, you know, that I'm a big advocate of is, is you in any situation that you make, um, you have to go, you, 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 you have to, remove fear like you can't have emotion have a seat at the table because if you have emotion have a seat at the table you that fight or flight kind of kicks in and whatever your brain capacity you are talking about the the infinite uh capacity of the brain infinitely you can cut that capacity down to a third when you're when you're afraid like so you go out you're nervous it's it's an audition boom uh, I, no matter how much you've been practicing, no matter how much you've been, you're afraid, cut it down to a third, right? And you're hoping that you've done enough repetitions that the muscle memory, you know, follows you through. Whereas, um, I'll put. what I do with a guy, like, I'll take a guy um, a couple of years ago was like, uh, when we had Patrick, remember the kid Patrick? That uh, kid called me up he was 20, 26 years old. He said, uh, "I'm uh, I I have no luck." He was a virgin. He said, "I have no luck with women." Did I, I move to Columbia? Uh, no. He the guy who was in Philly, um, and he was like, "If I don't get laid, I'm oh, going yeah. to I'm going to kill myself." Like I had that was on on the and he goes, "I'm a, I want to I want to consult with you." But if I don't get laid by the time I'm 30, I'm killing myself. And I'm like, dude, we'll we'll fix this. I I mean, I don't like I don't want the pressure of this 30. You know, like I got I got four years to get you get you get you laid. If not, you're going to blow your brains out or do whatever. I have a screenplay
2: that starts out that same way. And uh, (laughs) it takes a shot. Right.
1: You got a lot of
2: screenplays.
1: You've been working a lot on your screenplays.
2: Uh, a lot of them involve getting laid, whether it's coaching the swim team or the <laughs> the suicide prevention. They all just kind of start out that way and then they turn it into a soft core thing. I signed a deal with Cinemax that I didn't want to reveal. So I got to pump these out a lot.
1: So this isn't that how ISIS recruits, by the way? Uh, uh, he has a he has a screenplay. About ISIS. Oh, we got out <laughs> We got a time and a place and a, and uh, a vest you could wear. So it's funny. I don't know if you remember this, Harry, but the guy was in Philly and he's like, I'm gonna come down and see you. Right. And when the dude, you know, and I always say that, you know, like looks are not, uh, the, they're, they are a variable, but they're not the own variable, the only variable. And, uh, the dude came to see me and I was like, Whoa, like, uh, let's just say he was not the most handsome individual, um, he had a uh, a con. I don't know what that condition is where you have like a, um, uh, it's like your torso is really is it small, protruding or is and it- you you have a a concave chest, but it's like it, uh, are you, are you help me out here, Matt. <laughs> you have no idea. So it's no. like uh, are the limbs affected? Yes, the limbs are elongated. Right. It's almost like uh, dwarfism in the a Lincoln sense.
0: Head? Oh, but it, they're shorter. Okay, are they so shorter? It's,
1: yeah, like four, you know, four foot eleven. Four, you know, they're small, but they have the chest is out, but it's concave, and the legs are, the I, legs are long, but the torso's really short and protruding. I, I don't know. I was, I can kind of
0: picture what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: and and facially, the dude was. Not like it was uh I and you know when he came to see me, I was like, boy, I signed up for the <laughs> like, but i I, I innately you, kn- you would you have, lean over to somebody
2: else and go cancel all my other appointments
1: <laughs> 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 that that person I would have leaned over to would have been you Harry. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so I needed to I, get it
2: out quick. if I had time to workshop it, I would have said you leaned over to me. <laughs> it's a did cancel you, all my appointments. Do you remember this guy? Harry? I do remember him because I think we met him up in Connecticut. If I recall. Year, years later and he was, I didn't get to see him initially, but years later he was, uh, he was doing great. He looked sharp. He seemed very happy. So and the, yeah.
1: The, yeah, the first thing his limbs was were shorter, his torso was longer. <laughs> well, the first thing he did was um, the first thing I think I worked on was him understanding that he had to that he wasn't just his gotcha he uh he wasn't just whatever his condition was so um you know that he's much more than that and a lot of times the way i get a guy to look at that is i'll be like it's ex- i'll go explain to me how you uh what kind of guy are you right So if I, here's, for instance, I'm going to do it to you, Matt, and then you, you follow. So if I say, tell me what kind of person you are, what would you say?
0: Oh, that's tough. Um, a a, a little obsessive and, uh,
1: are you, uh, are you a loyal friend? Would you say you're a loyal friend? I'd like to think I'm a generous, generous person and, and, and yeah,
0: uh, uh, patient and, and understanding, and very forgiving. I think, mm-hmm. um, uh, not knowledgeable. I think those might be the things I would say about. Oh,
1: myself. come on! How are you a mathematician and you're not knowledgeable? Now you're being modest. So I'll give you modest, and then you can't be a mathematician and not be knowledgeable. You know what I mean? Like that just that <laughs> doesn't match up. So you're modest, uh, probably very smart guy. But my point is when you. When asked to describe somebody, usually not when there's cameras running, people will be very honest about the things that they feel good about about themselves, and they will they'll they'll tell you. Um, not one time did you mention I I might be losing my hair. <laughs> yeah. Not one time did you say I'm not I'm I'm really not that athletic or whatever. Because mm-hmm. as much as as much as those are things that we find that are. That are in you know points of insecurity they're not they're not how you value yourself and a lot of times i i've I've said this at least 100 times is a woman will will how does a woman know who you are and everybody kind of gives me a baffled look and i always say you tell her you tell her who you are you tell her like what you said just in the cadence of your voice your posture you you're constantly, there's this kind of subtext of communication about how you feel about yourself and what your value is. And when you devalue yourself and you have these insecurities, you know, that's when you're it it shows in your posture, it shows in your tone, it shows in the cadence of your voice, um, all of these things. And and so when we start to understand that um the same way uh, you know, if somebody's in a bar and you bump into a guy in a bar and he's getting ready to punch you in the face, we pick up those social cues, you know, we don't miss those social cues, but the same way that is the case, we're giving off social cues, everything that we do and everything that we say and everything that we do when we're on stage, we give off social cues. And even as comics, I think sometimes we take that for granted that we don't understand. And a lot of times we'll have a shitty set because we've given the power away to the audience laugh. You laugh. Go ahead. I, sound like I hit a nerve. No, it's just
0: something I've done. I started like just slightly recording my sets a little more. I uh-huh. will have a bad set. I'm like, fucking, why did that, that crowd suck? Why didn't they like me? And I'll watch the set and three okay. seconds in, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> that's why they didn't like me. <laughs> like, What's an just, example? It, What's it, it's not you even did?
2: Like what? Did it's you so
0: do? it's, it's, it's not explicit. You could just, I watch myself walking on stage and I think, I wouldn't like that guy either. Whether it's <laughs> posture, tone, eye line, there's just something that looks rude or not excited or scared. It can be a number of things, but I see it instantly or I hear it almost instantly, where I'm like, that person's that person who is no longer me, just someone yeah. else I'm watching, is right. giving off a bad vibe. And my girlfriend said that this week, she said something like, I, I wrote she said, You can't write your way out of a bad vibe. Yeah. Like, right, you think it's all about the words, buddy. So you can funny. have such a better set, just being cheery and likable with garbage jokes, than you can yeah. with the world's best jokes in yeah. an okay
1: delivery. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's uh, it's a it's an, yeah. go ahead, uh, No, no, I, I'm uh, I'm just
2: saying that's that's an amazing yeah. sentiment by your by your girl. You can't, no matter how good the jokes are, if your personality, or demeanor, or how whatever your presentation is. Whatever you the the structure of the presentation, your delivery as a human being directly affects it. So that's mm. even no matter how good what you're saying is or what your resume is, when you're, when you're talking to a girl or talking to a woman, uh, you know how you deliver it matters. That that's such an interesting way that she figured that out. That's pretty impressive, man. Yeah. yeah,
0: which which goes right back to what you were saying about the uh, the, the 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 checklist pickup yeah. strategy. Yeah, yeah, A, B, C exact same thing it's it's not about there's actually maybe an infinite number of strategies that might succeed yeah uh but there are uh if you're within the proper mindset attitude uh delivery malleability yeah Yeah. how many how many
2: times in the past like you know especially for me i remember you know, you'd do that thing where you'd ask a girl out. She's like, "Yeah, I don't feel comfortable." And meanwhile, a guy in a, a leather jacket goes, "Hey, you want to take my my bike, my motorcycle, and go make out in an abandoned parking lot?" It's like, "Oh, sweet." You know, it's just the, the, the demeanor can matter.
1: You know, like, "Hey." Demeanor. Oh, man. oh man. I mean, I lived off my demeanor. But you, uh, Matt, you was gonna say something. I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt you.
0: Oh no, I was. I was maybe slightly gonna switch topics to something yeah. I would like your advice on. I don't have, I don't have romance in my life or I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have the pursuit of uh, sexual partners in my life. But one thing I do have is a lot of uh, hanging out and networking with colleagues in settings where sometimes I have uh, a great deal of status over everyone there or places in which I have notably inferior status to the people Mm -hmm. around me. And what I what I've made my goal recently is I can't always control how I'm going to feel. Sometimes I will walk into a situation very insecure, mm-hmm. and it's it's hard because of who I'm up against. Because Chris Rock is sitting at the table, you know, something that's very intimidating like
1: that. Who's who's a douche? But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not
0: like the sweetest guy to me, but
1: I haven't, I haven't interacted with him super super. He's motivated. not. He's not. And he does. And
0: And And, he, and you know,
2: when a hundred guys say he's not the sweetest guy to me. You mm. know,
1: it's the guy. He's, he's never it's, been
0: antagonistic to me. which is, so I I, yeah, yeah. I, I can't say that. I, you can say that all you want. Well, he
1: has been uh, to me. He's been antagonistic, yeah. and he's been, and I know a lot of people that he's been un- unkind to. But that literally comes from his insecure, his own personal insecurity. And when you're, you know, it's it just goes to show you when you you get a fifty million dollar contract, and and you still, what are you doing, Harry? I'm taking CBD oil. <laughs> sorry i was distracting but i,
2: I just i was like oh, fuck. i haven't taken it for my day i was letting you guys make your points i was uh, uh <laughs> it was distracting i forget you know what it is i forget what on camera you? jesus christ
0: <laughs> uh, like a hamster drinking from the <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to
2: take my cbd drops today i saw them in front of me i go oh, shit I'm, i forgot to take them but i forget that it's a weird
1: thing for other people to see anyway sorry. so he uh, so so it comes it definitely comes from his level of insecurity and his level of not being accepted and even as a pushing 60 year old guy still awkward but not awkward enough to have not awkward enough to have the empathy to understand that other people receive you in ways and that you're a detriment to other people and the empathy in which you could give them in a, in a, with with very very little effort but it's here's a guy who who feels weak who wants to um who wants to show that he's dominant and he's not. It's just that ain't who you are. That and it's, so it's so disingenuous. Is why he's so awkward and cold. So, but getting um getting to the, the question you asked me, something that um um you, you're talking about because you're right. Relationships in general is all the same. Whether it's a romantic relationship, it's a friendship, it's a business relationship, it's the same thing. And I think. Um, you are a good guy. Like I've known you to be a good guy. And I think that you really need to understand who you are, that, that if you're, yes, you're trying to network and you're trying to meet people. I mean, that's the whole point of networking and being around people and stuff. But I think when you move with the intention, with the, with the intention of kindness and generosity, which is, which is really who you are as a person, um, as opposed to moving with the intention on getting something, right? So um, one of the things that's really clear, um, and you know what, I'm going to talk about this on the, on the Patreon side, how it affects relationships and, and some of the counseling that I do, but but if you're talking to somebody with the real intention on getting to know them in a real way, as as opposed to it being transactional, um, women specifically know when when you want something, but so does everybody Humans else.
0: Do. Yeah. That's yeah. It. And that's that's my goal now. In, I guess we can get into this if you want yeah, to switch yeah. over. Yeah,
1: let's do it. Why don't you plug your stuff and we'll go on the other side and, and talk about it on the Patreon. Go ahead, Matt.
0: Me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Monday, Ponday on all platforms. Check out my stand-up on, online, on YouTube. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, check out broussard.live. No. No, go to my link. Just go to my Instagram and cl- click the links and see what's if I'm in your city and if, if I'm not in your city join my mailing list.
1: Okay, cool.
2: Um, Harry Talk. Uh you could see all my stuff at Harry Turjanian uh on TikTok and on YouTube. That's where I'm doing all my stuff.
1: Um, with me, google me bitch. You know how to get me. Um, my pop, my uh, my website If y'all want a consultation Go to Nero.com, Click on consult um, Harry you want Harry You can go to advicefromharry At gmail.com um, Don't forget to sign up for the Patreon, uh, Patreon uh, www.patreon.com Slash Manschool202 You can get us there You get to talk to me directly And email and all Check that out also, the YouTube page, Dante Nero, Dante Nero YouTube page, Man School 2. We're constantly putting content, content up. GYBB, get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do to sexual revolution being podcasted? We'll see you on the Patreon side. We are out.